welcome to Unwind Financial, where we talk about all things health and wealth to educate, inspire, and liberate. My name is John Savage, and today I will, this is another um, day of um, Inspiration Mondays, and want to just give a brief word of encouragement to inspire you on your day and throughout your week, and to just let you know that you are not alone in your endeavors in your dreams, your hopes, in your challenges, in your circumstances, that as always, God the Father, Yahweh is faithful, and he is the one who is doing it in and through you and for you. So let's pray real quick. Father, I just thank you for this day. I thank you for the opportunity to just share a word and also to be in your word. Thank you for your presence that it goes before us and that you would give us ears to hear by the spirit and not by the flesh and eyes to see and be guided by the spirit and not by the flesh that we walk by faith and not by sight according to second corinthians chapter 5 verse 7 thank you now father and may we all be blessed by your word yeshua's name amen so today we'll be talking about getting out of the way getting out of the way or get out of the way and uh just always like to stop and acknowledge my wife leah she is not with me today. She is, um, I'll be visiting her shortly, meeting up with her and the kids for um, some nature walk. Uh, but uh, sometimes she's with me on these days on Mondays, but other times she has other work to do, um, of course, and also to um, monitor our kids who are being homeschooled. So I just want to give a shout out to my wife and just acknowledge her and, and all that she does and her love for our family. And even as I'm talking, uh, she's very much an integral part of interwoven of our wholeness as one. And so that's why I always want to acknowledge her and give my gratitude unto the Lord for my beautiful wife. Okay, with that said, let's get started. Have you ever been told to get out of the way? I know I have. <laughs> Under what pretense were you told to get out of the way? We've all been had situations where we've been told to get out of the way more than once. When I used to play baseball, softball, I got hit in the head one time. Everybody said, John, move, move, get out of the way, get out of the way. And there was so much going on, and I was trying to listen to different voices. I was a little thrown off because I was focused. And by the time I, I was able to kind of garner what all the different voices were saying, I looked up, and the, bit, the softball was coming right at my head. Um, but I was okay after I got up. <laughs> um but in life can be that way sometimes. It's like it throws a curveball at you. It's like this softball comes out of nowhere. You're looking one direction, you're doing your thing, and then next you know, bam. You're like, what in the world just happened? And you you can be a little dazed and stunned. And some of us even get knocked out sometimes um, when we get hit right. But it doesn't mean we get knocked out forever or knocked off or just totally incapacitated. Because guess what? We're resilient and we're designed to get back up again. So even better yet, have you ever stopped? I ask you this and just think about it as I'm asking these questions. Have you ever stopped to realize that you have at times been your own in your own way? I know there's times where I've seen it multiple times, even in business over the years where I realized some things that I had been dealing with uh, underlyingly, they affected certain areas of my life over time. And I was constantly working on them and have. Uh, gotten so much better, so much more healed, uh, but I also was traveling a path that was new for me. Um, I mean, I'd been working on things towards business over time, um, but initially it was 
it was definitely a walk and I had to learn it wasn't just by knowledge. Knowledge is just to, this to help equip you and, and to give you insight and to bring awareness to your mind of the possibilities and what is out there and also to equip you with tools to be able to engage and to do in that particular sector, industry, and so forth. But there's times where I realized I was in my own way through fear, doubt, uncertainty, questioning things. Well, what if this? Well, what if this doesn't work? Or maybe I'll do it this way. Well, that's a little bit of money I don't want to spend. I'm going to be more frugal. But I that's not walking in faith. Um, but also you want to have wisdom at the same time. So I had I was walking in wisdom in a lot of ways, asking questions, doing my due diligence. But at some point, you got to take a step and get going, especially once you've reached a certain stage. Now there's something else you're going to have to pivot and do to go to the next level. And sometimes that's uncomfortable. Sometimes it's very uncomfortable, but you don't know until you step out, you take that risk, you take that chance after you've done everything else you can do. And that's where it requires faith and trusting in God. He put us here for a reason. He's equipped us with the ability to go and to do, to see and to perceive and whatever path we've all individually been called to. But of course, it's a culmination of a greater purpose that leads to him and his kingdom. Amen. So sometimes, you know, sometimes the things that have gotten in our way, we've had bad advice for those who said, this is going to work this way, like it was an absolute. And there is nothing that's absolute more than the truth itself. God's word, he says, is the only thing when all passes away, when heaven and earth pass away, he said his word will remain. His word will not pass away. That'll be the only thing standing because out of his word, out of the spoken word, everything was created. Everything that wasn't became into being through the word. So we have to trust him when he gives us something, when he puts something on our path, but we also have to know when to what get out of the way. So sometimes it might look like, you know, this person is successful on the outside and they seem like, okay, this is the one I want to go to. And I, I've learned that where I've talked to plenty of people who said, God said this, or, you know, I feel like I'm supposed to help you. And, and I'll just be sharing an idea just to get wisdom and just to get some guidance, just having that support. Cause I feel like I can do this myself. But even then there was always some kind of agenda or something behind it, but I had to compromise in order to do it. And I realized, no, I'm not going to do that. I don't want to get in the way when I know that's not right, but also I don't want to be in my own way doing what God hasn't called me to do. So sometimes it's not easy. Sometimes it's a challenge, but that's where we continue to seek God. And when we're not sure what to do, what do we do? Be still. Amen. So in order to achieve a desired result, we have to believe we have to have faith in whatever we've been given, especially when we know God has already called us to something. We take the steps we know to take, and then we need more guidance. What do we do? We stop, we pray, seek the Holy Spirit, and ask him, what do we do next? So whatever good things we are expecting to see in our own lives, in our business, in the school, and education, in our families, in our relationships, in your marriages, marriage is a powerful unit that is really the foundation, the core of life in our communities and our societies as a whole for the entire globe across the world. So we need to hold fast by rooting our trust in God himself, Yahweh, who is the one who oversees all things. He knows all things. 
And he's the one who will, through his Holy Spirit, lead us and guide us in all truth. And you'll continue to hear me say this throughout these Inspiration Mondays, because he is our foundation. Let's take a look in Jeremiah chapter 1, verses 4 through 10. He says, Jeremiah says, Then the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee, hmm, and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Then he said, Ah, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a child. What did God just say? He said, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee and ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. So before he was even formed, before he even came out to this world, he was already called to be a prophet to the nations and to people he would minister to and speak to years later. See, when God has a plan, we don't need to question it because he knows his plan better than anybody else. And he also knows us better than we know ourselves. So we have to be confident in who he created us to be and the gifts and the abilities he's given us and trust him. He said, be not afraid for their faces, for I am with thee to deliver thee. Oh, I'm sorry. Let's go back to verse seven. He says, but the Lord said unto me, say not, I am a child, for thou shalt go to all that I shall send thee. And whatsoever I command thee, thou shalt speak. See, even that is amazing. He's saying, I will send you. Don't say you're this when I'm calling you something else. We need to call ourselves what God is calling us. We need to speak to the thing he's speaking to. We need to focus on and have a vision for what he says we are going to do before we even done it. That means it will get done. It will get accomplished. Nothing's going to stand in our way to accomplish what the Father has called for us to accomplish. He said, be not afraid of their faces. See, many times we look at circumstances, we look at people, how they respond. I've done it. Even in speaking or ministering at times, I may have looked at people's faces or I picked up things in my spirit, but he didn't ask me to be concerned about that right here. And I'm being reminded as I'm reading this right here. He's saying, be not afraid of their faces, for I am with thee to deliver thee, saith the Lord. See, God is saying, I don't care what they're thinking. I don't care how they look at you. I don't care what they do. I don't care what they're saying. I am the one. He's saying, I am the authority. So it doesn't matter what they say or do or how they look. He's not concerned about that. He's only concerned with what, what he's called us to do. So we just have to stay in his way and we won't be in our way. Then in verse nine, he says, then the Lord put forth his hand. He said, for I am with thee to deliver thee, excuse me, saith the Lord. And that's the part, second part of verse eight. And in verse nine, then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said unto me, Behold, I have put my words in thy mouth. See, I have this day set thee over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down and to destroy and to throw down, to build and to plant. Look at that. The father is using Jeremiah and used him 
during that time and that day to do all of those things. One man to do great exploits, to do great things, to clean, clean the house, to clean up the land, to destroy things, to cast things down that are not of God. Every high and lofty thing as trying to exalt itself against the knowledge of God. What did God do? He used the prophet Jeremiah to tear those foolish things down, the foolish things of the world. Man has a construct. He allows Satan to enter his heart. But Father says, I'm bringing someone else. I'm bringing another to destroy the works of darkness and to bring forth my marvelous light. He is so amazing. He's so wonderful and so loving. So we've got to guard our heart and watch what we say and the things we say and, and the things we we believe because the Father is the one who speaks to us. The Father is the one who is teaching us and leading us and guiding us into all truth. Okay, so then I want to read real quick and then you can go back and also read chapter. So that was Jeremiah chapter 1 verses 4 through 10 and then also read verses 12 through 13 and see what he actually did with Jeremiah and how he used him. And then we want to read Jeremiah chapter 17, verses 7 and 8. Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord, and whose hope the Lord is. For he shall be as a tree planted by the waters, and that spreadeth out her roots by the river, and shall not see when heat cometh, but her leaf shall be green and shall not be careful in the year of drought. So she's not going to withhold back. She's still going to be flourishing. Neither shall cease from yielding fruit. So look at that. He said the leaf shall will be green and shall not careful, be careful in the year of drought. Neither shall cease from yielding fruit. Look at that. So no matter what's going on right now, we have a still in the midst of a, a lot of turmoil far beyond the pandemic. Pandemic. We have things being politicized. We have cancel culture. We have all kinds of things that um, are attacking our kids and their, their gender and different things. Instead of the kids, letting them be kids, let them just grow up right now and just and to grow and to learn and to understand who they are as a human being, as an individual. We got society picking at them, trying to pick and break down the family. We have all these different crazy, foolish things going on in our society. But that's why we need to stay true to the word by holding on to the word and trusting in the word. And when the father gives us individually, each of us a word and instruction, he gives us some kind of revelation and insight. What do we do? We follow it. We just continue to seek him because he is the one who will deliver us. He is the one who bring us safely into what he's called us to. If we just be faithful to take the step each and every day towards him and trusting in him and not what we think we have or don't have. There's times where I would look at the glass and didn't realize it at first. It's like, yeah, you could hear something one way in a message and a presentation at a seminar. All these things sound great. But the truth is, people don't show you everything on the other side. There's always two sides to a coin. It's not that the coin is bad. There's just always two sides. People go through things in life. People have their challenges. People have their mistakes and errors and, and hiccups. That's going to happen. If you're human on this side of heaven, it's going to happen. I think about Peter. There's many times throughout the Gospels where Peter had his challenges. 
he rained out curses on himself and he said other things and did things and he reacted with spontaneity and not always with great wisdom, but out of emotion. Have I done that? I've done that myself. Intending to do the right thing, even challenging situations. But sometimes realizing, oh, okay, that's not how the father wanted me to do it. So at that moment, I was in my way. Yes, I was right that the situation was wrong. Yes, how what I perceived and what I saw was not right. It was inappropriate. But he didn't ask me to go about it the way I went about it. And so I didn't get the desired results I was hoping for. And so I had to learn to say, okay, let me take a step back. Let me just ponder a little bit longer. Let me be still and say, Father, this is how I feel. And that's where we can pour out how we feel. You can write down and journaling is important. Writing, brainstorming, just writing out whatever's coming to mind. Whatever you need to do to stop for a moment, to hold back from making certain decisions before you really get in your way. But not only that, we can get in others' way because there's others who are depending on us in some way, shape, or form. And some things, you know, we have little mistakes, minor things that we can navigate and pivot, and there's a lot of that. But then there's some things in life that are very crucial and important that you can't necessarily just reverse and rear back from and just do another pivot and keep going. So that's why it's so important each and every day to do our utmost best from our heart to put our trust fully in the Lord and putting our hope in his word for he is the one who will deliver us and he's the one who leads us and guides us into all truth okay so let's go to so I just want to encourage you guys though um, just really again just to encourage you because the father is faithful and when he gives you something you can do it so be confident be courageous put all your confidence in the lord and not in your skills because i've looked at myself in the past even i want to say this and and even throughout time and sometimes i still do it make the mistake i've gotten a lot better (laughs) but is we'll look at what we think we have or don't have or where we should be or look at someone else and sometimes we never realize it and we're comparing ourselves to another even in that we're getting in our own way God is not asking us to be someone else. God is not asking us to be like someone else. We can learn some things from them, but ultimately, whatever he puts before us, we got to make sure what we're learning, what we're doing, and, and, and how we're approaching what he's called us to do, we're doing it his way and not the world's way or some other person's way. If God brings a person our way to help us, to build us up, to mentor us, that's one thing, and to teach us, that's one thing. But if he hasn't, don't go seeking that unless you know and you have peace about and clear direction that that's where the Father is taking you as far as next steps. So it's better to keep things simple when you don't know and to keep doing what you do know with whatever the Father's already called you to do and build on that. Celebrate the successes that you do have. Celebrate how far you have come. Celebrate the fact that you're alive today and you overcame deathly situations and tumultuous situations and all kinds of accusations and attacks and Yeshua dealt with it all the time. He had so many more people against him than he had for him many times. But that did not deter him. It grieved him because he loves his creation, but he was also rejected in many respects as we would and have been and are today. So he was not without being able to connect to our infirmities as the scripture talks about. 
he very much was able to relate and connect with our infirmities. And so that's what's so amazing that he was willing to come down from heaven into this dimension here on earth and to suffer what we would suffer and to connect with what we would deal with and to be able to still do that for our sake in spite of what he was seeing, in spite of our little bit of faith that we have when he's saying, I've called you to something so much greater. So I just want to encourage you guys today, don't get in your way, get out of your way. So that way you also can be a pathway for others to not only live better, but to do better and seeing you as an example as you follow Christ. So the Father will not leave you nor forsake you because remember he brought the Holy Spirit here when Yeshua ascended to the right hand of the Father is now seated there and he's making intercession for us. And in fact, his death, burial, and resurrection became the intercession for us. The very works of what he did, he walked everything out to be an example for us and that we might have life and have it more abundantly. So even though the thief cometh to kill, steal, and destroy, Christ came and God did the ultimate work in him and through him that we might have life and have it more abundantly. So don't doubt, don't give up, keep believing, even when things may seem tough and there might be challenges ahead or you feel like you're in the dark, you don't know what to do next. Keep going, keep believing and keep doing good. Read Psalm 37, it's powerful. It talks about how the father says not to worry about the wicked or him who seems to prosper in his own way because soon he'll wither like the green herb with the way like the grass and he'll be no more. You'll look and you'll see where'd he go? He's not there the spot where you look, he's gone. So don't worry about what others are doing. Don't worry about what it seems like politicians are, are not doing what people, they were on the right track. They got off what someone did to you. All these things can hold us back. And I let it hold me back in many ways for too long. And I say no more. And so I encourage you to say, no more because you don't want anyone or anything, especially yourself, because you have authority and decisions over your body, your life and what you can do. And so you should make the choice to father. I'm going to follow you and I'm going to follow your way every day, no matter what. And know that you're the one that's going to secure my outcome because you already know me at the beginning from the end. You've already established me just as you called Jeremiah. You also called me. And just as you did it for him before he was even born, you're also doing it for us because you also have the same plan. So Lord bless you guys. Just want you to also encourage you to go and read Ephesians chapter two and uh, verse eight and nine. And uh, even read Jude about the earnest contention for the faith. Our faith is so powerful in this message. Our faith is so powerful in all that we do. Okay, and uh, just real quick, as always, Romans 10, 10. So the father, you know, he brought Christ to die for our sins. He forgive us of all of our sins and all of our unrighteousness. And he came that we might have life and have it more abundantly, like we said. So if you want more out of your life, if you don't know Christ and have a personal relationship with him, don't worry about where you're at or not at. Again, I've spent many times doing that and sometimes still make that mistake. But the father reminds me when I start looking to the left or to the right, when he says, no, look straight ahead, look at me, look up for your redemption draws nigh. I am here. I'm the one who's drawing you to myself, not anyone else. Look to me. And so Yeshua right now is coming. He says, I stand at the door and knock. If you 
will open your heart to me. You open the door. I'll come in and sup with you and you with me. It's a powerful relationship. So I just want to encourage you, if you believe that he died for your sins and you believe that he is who he says he is and that he rose again, ascended and seated at the right hand of the Father, if you really believe who Yeshua is, that he died for your sins and he's forgiven you, then you can repent, confess your sins, acknowledge that you need him and you shall be saved. For with the heart man believeth and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So you don't have to go to church. You don't have to go to some group meeting to do it. You can do it right where you're at right now. I used to believe that, oh, I have to wait, man. I wanted to go up and my heart was already there. But there was a lot I wasn't told and didn't understand. So I'm encouraging you. The Father's already right there. He's closer to you than you even know. So just call out to him, cry out to him. And don't worry about a perfect prayer. The prayer is what he wants, the true, genuine contents of your heart. So go before him, acknowledge him and what you need and that you need him. And he will come in and sup with you. He will begin to change things and heal you and mold you and reshape you and even the circumstances around you. And he'll reveal things to you that you hadn't heard or seen before by the spirit. All right, guys, until next time, God bless you. Heaven smile upon you and may you have a blessed rest of the day, an inspired week of hope, encouragement, Enjoy, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Till next time, unwind.